0: I keep calling them with the intention of reducing my package.
1: Welcome to the Herd Mentality Podcast, an eclectic weekly mix of atheistic and humanistic conversations with complete strangers. I've never met them and they've never met me, but we're throwing caution to the wind, taking a risk with the dodgy internet connection, and God willing, get an interesting conversation for you to listen to. I'm your host, Adam Reeks, and it's time to meet our guests. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Herd Mentality Podcast, and with me today I have a bloke who is so secular, he named himself after his description, a secular bloke, hello.
2: Hi, are you recording this?
1: Well, I was, I can redo it again, you're not happy with that?
2: No, I thought you were phoning me up about the uh, shook shit homeopathy remedy business plan that we discussed.
1: Is that... uh... I think it's going to be a big money spinner.
2: Well, I noticed the chicks are hatched and ready to go to work for us, so...
1: No shortage of poo. Yeah, so I've got two hatched and four to go.
2: Beautiful.
1: Very exciting. And Mr Oz Atheist, you're on the line. Hello. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, as always. Finally, from another country, getting another chance to get a word in godless spell checker. hello
0: good evening morning morning evening
1: we had recently on the show god checker
0: yeah that was cool
1: and did you take him up on his offer to go and be the work experience kid in the office
0: i'm just penning the cv as we speak
1: right well let us know how that goes i hear the pay's terrible but the work's hard
0: <laughs> yeah sure <laughs>
1: Thank you all very much for coming on. There's nothing really planned. We just wanted to talk a little bit of nonsense. So I thought, given that we're all uh, listening to pretty much the same stuff, which podcasts are you guys into at the moment? Secular Bloke.
2: Mate, it's all cognitive dissonance for me at the moment. You, you actually put me onto them, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm up to episode 68, listening to them in order. And I think episode 68 took place about October 9th, 2012 or something, so about a year behind. Mm. Um, But yeah, no, fantastic podcast So uh, if people are looking for podcasts I can't recommend it highly enough They really work (laughs) well together
1: They're hilarious and quite crass which is good. Yeah, 60, what, 63? You're about halfway through.
2: No, 68, and I think they've just released 119, so uh, trying my best to catch up. i try and do one or two a day. Mm.
0: We'll
2: see how
1: we go. The the stories they talk about don't really date. When you listen to it every week, it's pretty much priest touches up kitty, you know, somebody gets stoned in a Middle Eastern country.
2: Plus it's also um, Republicans... Uh, speaking in public and making total tits of themselves, and there's never a shortage of a Republican in the States willing to do that. It happens probably daily.
1: Pat Robertson's always a gold goldmine yeah, material.
2: Yeah, he features... The show's actually... Uh, the last few episodes have been quite Pat Robertson heavy, which is fine. If you're looking for someone to make a tit of themselves, he's sort of your go-to guy, I guess.
1: Mm, he's a big fan of demons, and I think making stuff yeah. up on the spot.
2: Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and homosexuality is causal to most natural disasters, according to old uh, Paddy. Yeah. He's a very intelligent bloke, he's worth listening to.
1: <laughs> and Godless Bellchecker, do you listen into to those?
0: I have to confess, I'm not a huge podcast listener, apart from yourself, obviously.
1: Yeah, evidently, evidently. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I
0: do. I do occasionally check in on the Empire Film podcast, which I understand is completely unrelated to this conversation. Right, but it's entertaining. No, but I'm I'm more of a more of a YouTube guy for my for my sort of secular religion, atheism lowdown. Yeah, who
1: are you hitting up on that?
0: I've I've tapped into a lot of Douglas Murray stuff. He's he's quite on point when it comes to Islam. Right, Uh, I'm familiar with him. No, he's worth a check. He's a bit of a neocon, but he's he's not wrong about religion.
1: Right, and the Atheist Experience, do you check those, Matt Dillahunty? I've seen a few before, but not recently, no. He's a no-nonsense kind of guy. I've heard he is the guy, yeah. (laughs) When he quizzes somebody on slavery in the Bible, for example. See, I I tolerate the mental gymnastics a little bit. I'm too polite, whereas he just uh, he gets quite upset, and I think quite rightly so. But he's so concise in how he how he turns it around on the caller.
0: Yeah, I think I saw him take apart Pascal's Wager once. I think I'm not. I think I might be right. I think he doesn't even entertain that anymore. Mm.
1: but yeah So, what sort of feedback did you get from the Ricky episode got a spell checker
0: good everyone seemed to enjoy it a lot a lot of people incredibly I, I'm not sure if it was surprise or disappointment that no, I'm, I'm northern and English
2: <laughs> <laughs> I must admit i I was surprised but not not in a not in a negative sort of sense it was just and I know it's weird I think we probably all do it when you see a tweeter that you read their tweets with some sort of frequency for some reason if i I knew okay he's from the uk and I, I had your voice in my head already mapped out and so when I heard you're from Manchester, aren't you? Sounds yeah, like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when I heard the main accent, off it just sort of threw me a bit. So like, hang on, that's not the voice
0: I'm hearing in my head, <laughs> yeah. which is bizarre. I think, I think everyone's Harold Bishop to me when I'm reading an Australian tweet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to read your latest tweet to us in an Australian accent? Me. Yeah, go for it.
0: Right, let's see how many people I can offend. What did I do?
1: <laughs> Probably something <laughs> I'm
0: gonna, hilarious. I'm going to do, do a whiny Danny Minogue. I think. Bring it. <laughs> Chimps can just turn into humans. Humans are primates. We share a common ancestor with apes. The evidence is solid.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That has to go in.
1: We'll have you hosting the X Factor in no time. <laughs> Godless checker you do a little bit of charity fundraising through your blog.
0: there's two things I've noticed between tweeting a lot is um, it's one of the first times I've ever heard this objection that atheists aren't charitable. Just that that wasn't on my radar before until I started tweeting, and uh, I would get a lot of that. And then coupled with how active and passionate people are who follow me, I thought if we set up a charitable fund to see what happens, uh, we might be able to do something. And then it just it, on Red Nose Day, cleared nearly eleven grand in the space of a couple of weeks, which is really phenomenal.
3: Holy dooly.
0: Yeah, so I just thought we'd, we'd keep trying... All we have to agree on is that to be good, you just have to agree that it's good for its own sake. Mm. Um, so that's, that's inclusive of all beliefs or so lack of beliefs. We're currently trying to put some pennies away for WaterAid, and I think that's just that's just past six grand now. Wow. So tell us yeah. a bit about
1: WaterAid. What's the goal of that?
0: They're a UK uh, company, but they're international in terms of their efforts. And it's to go in and visit areas and communities that haven't got access to clean sanitation and, and drinking water and basically provide the water, but provide the means for them to sustain it as well in terms of, you know, so they can get schools up and running with With toilets and washing facilities and, and drinking water so that the you know public communities can sort of Make a decent start, I think. Cool.
1: I think everybody sort of focuses on where they feel they can affect the most change because that's the rational thing to do. Mine is a little different. Mine's focusing on education with women because, in the long term, I think educating women is the way to lift people out of poverty.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, the water aid thing. If you check on their side. The other big sort of mission statement, and one of the main things is, you know, education's paramount in terms of women in these areas. And water's sort of you need. You can't do anything without water. So they sort of tie into each other a little bit. I've
1: not managed to be quite as successful as that i give 10 percent of everything i earn from the show to kiva which is a, a micro loan arrangement where you can loan the money to a group or an individual in a third world country or around the world and then they repay the loan and they've got a very high repayment rate it's like 90 some percent so almost all of these loans are repaid they're quite reliable because these people understand that if you don't repay your loan you're not going to get another one. Right, yeah. When the loans are repaid, I just reinvest it into other loans.
2: That's
1: great. Secular bloke, you do some charity fundraising as well, don't you? I've
2: got one running at the moment, yeah. The funds go to research for a disease called ataxia telangiectasia and the reason I chose that was well my friend's sister has two kids that suffer with it uh, and she's the one that actually started this charity in Australia but obviously the research will benefit universally anyone with ataxia telangiectasia so that was one of the reasons was because it it affected someone near me but also unlike things like uh, you know the big diseases like cancer and and leukemia and and all those which are horrible and need funding they they get a load of funding because they're so well known whereas this one just no no ever heard of it, so I wanted to firstly uh, raise awareness by just tweeting about it and getting people to retweet it, and also yeah, just raise some funds. I think we're at about thirteen hundred and eighty dollars at the moment, which is great. I'm um, hoping to get to two thousand by uh, December, which would be good.
1: Mm. And where can people find out details for that? Uh,
2: I won't give the URL because it's a ridiculously long address, but if you go to my Twitter account, at SecularBloke, and just go to the bio page, the URL's there. And I tweet about it with probably enough frequency to piss people <laughs> off <laughs> for a couple of tweets a day, so... But I thought, you know, I, I I opened this Twitter account. The sole reason to open this Twitter account was uh, basically take the piss out of religion and uh, self-amusement were the two goals, and they've both been achieved well and truly. But and so then I thought, now I've got uh, a few more followers, it might be a good chance to try and raise some funds for this charity, so that's what we're doing. And also, I don't know how long it'll take you uh, to get this podcast out, but uh, if anyone's in Brisbane listening, there's a cocktail evening on this Saturday night at the Eaton Hill Hotel, and it's a good night to raise funds for the charity, and they have silent options and live options and uh, it's just a good uh, good night normally and www.brashat.org.au www.brashat, uh, tickets are 50 bucks which includes your food and then you just buy your drinks um, and yeah like I said there's a few charity auctions on, on the night
0: and it's always a great night.
1: But the spell checker what's really annoyed you about religion this week?
0: Oh. Oh, that's a list. We just had, um, what, the people been trampled on the pilgrimage?
1: Oh, didn't read about that. Tell me.
0: Yeah, basically, there was the sort of, you know, the religious rite going to worship at the, where was it now? In India. And there's been 50 people trampled to death.
1: What, deliberately?
0: No, no, just because of the, I'm guessing, uh, because of sort of the euphoria of getting to the event and the... It was yeah. sort of a stampede in a bridge, sort of a bottleneck on a bridge, I think. Last time I read it, it, was something like 110 pilgrims killed.
2: Yeah, it happens all the time. I lived in the Middle East for about 10 years, and every year um, during Hajj, where they all go to Mecca to, um, to mumble at a wall and throw rocks at the devil, I, I remember reading some years there were up to so over 200 people trampled to death for the same reason.
1: To be fair, they don't have the uh, monopoly on doing stupid things, so the running of the bulls in Spain?
2: Spain, oh, yeah. 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 Let me see if I can outrun this three-ton piece of meat.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's this the only situations where you are rooting for the animal, I think.
2: <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love seeing people... <laughs> like bullfighting as well. I love it when the bloke gets gored.
1: Yeah. Do you think we have a fascination with running away from animals as part of some sort of evolutionary thing? We're predisposed to running away from Tyrannosaurus Rexes and so forth, (laughs) given we all lived on the planet at the same time.
2: I think it's the whole surviving a dangerous situation that gives you the adrenaline rush thing, so I think that's probably what the running of the bulls is.
1: Mm. Either that
2: or, you know, young guys in a pissing competition is probably another option.
1: (laughs) I don't know about you, but I derive great pleasure from watching skateboarding accidents on YouTube.
2: I hate the ones where the arms break and they're at right angles, though. I can't watch that shit. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I can't see broken bones.
1: No. um, No, not a fan. A good groin injury warms the cockles of my heart.
2: Oh, no, 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 no.
1: no. The secular bloke. Yes. What's annoying you in the religious realm?
2: The crazies have been a bit quiet for a few days. Normally I do a uh, this week religion science comparison, but haven't had any meaty uh, substance for a couple of days, apart from that trampling. I just haven't got around to tweeting that one. Um, Um, What's annoying me? I've seen a growing list of Catholics who are against the HPV vaccine that is annoying um and when you discuss with them and you sort of say well hang on the studies so, uh, so far, showed that a, it's efficacious. B, there's been more than a million shots given, way more. I can't remember the exact figure. Like you need to bring in Dave Hawkes on this one. And out of all the shots, there's been no serious side effects noticed. It's being given for free to school kids, and it will save lives. It, it can help prevent cancer. So I can't see any other logical reason why you would be against it. But some Catholics are, and presumably because it promotes promiscuity, they'll go out and fuck now. Well. Guess what? They're already out fucking, so let's give them the HPV back. You know? It's just so stupid.
0: Can I just say, I just whacked efficacious into Google.
1: (laughs) Did you spell it correctly?
0: Uh, No, but Google did. (laughs) Did
1: Donovan, can we hear you? I hope so. Ah. Welcome back, Donovan. You've got Canadian internet today.
3: Yeah, it's bloody
1: terrible. So, Donovan, what are your thoughts on an NBN? Well...
3: I'd like one. I saw a um, a pretty cool video on the internet where a guy goes to various places around the world trying to sell them our internet or the Liberal Party's NBN plan, I should say. And he went to this guy in Singapore and says... I can sell you 25 meg downloads in six years' time, and the dude goes, I get 200 now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's laughable. My wife's Korean, so we go there uh, at least once a year. Korea and Hong Kong, I think, are the top two in the world as far as internet connectivity go. Um, I can't remember the exact download speed they get there, but it is absolutely ridiculous. We're one of the few countries that actually have bandwidth res- restrictions in Australia. I mean, I've lived and worked all over the world for about 15 years, and you know, I've lived in many different nations, and our internet is absolutely poor. Comparatively, But in, in Korea you know you get this uh, unlimited bandwidth, it's a million times faster than what we get in Australia and when you sign up they're out that day connecting it in your house, give you a free modem and everything and then you pay about the grand total of about 20 bucks a month to keep it.
4: Mm.
3: Um, we're just so far behind the eight ball it's not funny and they want to make it worse than what we've got already it's ridiculous I don't understand it It, using a network that was never designed to do what they want to do with it it's spending lots and lots of money to create something that's already behind world standard it's not like we're going to create it and then it'll soon be surpassed like what they're planning to give us six years from now is at this moment behind world standard it's just it's ridiculous
1: Australian just, uh, NBN. Yesterday's technology, tomorrow coming soon to a country near you. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, I
2: was explaining to Godless Spellchecker before Donovan when you were having your issues for the last uh, three and a half hours that uh, <laughs> we were going that, that we were investing all this money to get fibre to the node and then copper wire into the house, and he, <laughs> his response was, Oh, copper wire?" Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's it. It's it's a
1: joke. Because the other thing in terms of infrastructure in Australia that we're talking about building and might happen within my lifetime but unlikely uh, is a high-speed rail route between Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne. There's a comedian called Sean McAuliffe and he did a comparison between the two. He said if the government gets in because this was before the election he said if the government gets in what we'll do is have a high-speed train to near Sydney and then you'll have to change at the node and get onto this (laughs) get onto this Dodgem car and drive into the city from there. It's mad.
0: The, the fundamental issue, I can see, is you've you've got far too much country. Yeah.
2: We do. <laughs> we, yeah,
0: to auction that's it it. Off. we need to
2: option it off. We need to shrink it a bit.
0: Get yourself a little island, broadband, trains, all good. That's it. That's it. See, well, we
2: can't have both the high-speed train and the high-speed internet, so if you had to choose one,
3: I'd go internet.
1: Let's talk Australian politics for a moment. Donovan.
3: Sure. I'm just going to go to the loo. <laughs> <laughs> I think Australian politics is so far off the world's scale, but... <laughs> That barely needs mentioning, I just... It's,
0: yeah. This new guy's good, though, yeah? No. Uh.
3: Got it. <laughs> oh, jeez, come on, mate. As you'd say up there, uh, Godless, he's a fucking twat. Spot on.
1: I think the atheists in the country are thoroughly unimpressed because his views are just so 1947.
3: But how does somebody like that get elected? I think we didn't vote him in, we voted the other party out. My opinion is the, the Australian people just got sick of these people acting like... High school kids.
1: Playing musical prime ministers.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> cool. We have now a senator who's a representative of the Motoring Enthusiast Party. He actually won yeah. a seat in the Australian Senate.
2: Can I just add, this will, this will be great for the uh, Aussie stereotype. Apparently there was YouTube videos found of him having fights in his backyard. And when I say fights, not fish fights. It was him and his mates drunk throwing kangaroo shit at each other.
0: <laughs> Correct.
2: So that's one of our senators now.
0: He's a senator. I wanted to ask you, who went to see uh, William Lane Craig and Krauss.
2: I went in Brisbane with Andrew Skagg, uh, Jordan Miller and uh, Religious Critic and a few others and Donovan went to the Melbourne show.
0: Mm. cool I, I think I watched the other day I think it was which one was not, I don't think it was Brisbane I th- it was the third third and final talk I think it'll be Melbourne. Melbourne Melbourne yeah I think that's one of the best people I've seen sort of handling William Lane Craig's nonsense pretty efficiently what do you think?
2: yeah yeah very much so because I'd, I'd only ever seen William Cla- Lane Craig on YouTube obviously um, and he, he's very good at what he does he's just a professional debater really and uh, okay. he, uses this, he uses the same uh, rhetorical arguments all the time which are all flawed and failed but In in the sort of set the way the debates have been set up, normally for him, no one's really taken him apart on it. um, But this was good. Here, Lawrence Krauss just totally demolished him. I thought
0: he's a semantics wizard, the man. Yeah. But the sort of the format where it was like a sit-down conversation rather than a you know opening statement rebuttal. I think before Liam Lane Craig got into full. Bullshit momentum. Kraus was basically easy just to point out the the flaws in his, his premises straight away without letting him get him going. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was that was it. It was, the, it was the, the the format did not suit William Lane Craig at all. Yeah,
3: because normally when he's got the floor for for ten minutes or whatever, he he makes point after point after point after point. And with the debate format, like like you said, mate, you, you can't jump in and say, "Hang on, no, nah, that's wrong." Whereas this when it's a stand down galop. conversation, he can say his first line and. You know, you can jump in then and say, no, actually, that's wrong and here's why. Whereas when he's got the floor to himself, he does his bamboozling and average Joe in the audience might go, oh, wow, is, that, is that so? Whereas when Krause is sitting there next to him and goes, hang on, that's not right. Then you get that opportunity for people to actually hear someone say you're wrong and here's why at that moment yeah. rather than having to wait so yeah I really really enjoyed that format it was
0: really good yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just, I was glad someone finally picked him up on his shameful um, quote mining because that, that is like oh. atrocious so difficult to do in the debate format because you don't have the text in front of you half the time so if he reels off some quote from a sort of a well respected physicist you can't really refute it unless you've got access to the text in front yeah, yeah. of you half. I think Krauss did a really good job I'm not I'm not always a, a big fan of his style I don't think he's a natural speaker but obviously he knows his stuff
3: yeah no, he did well enough I caught up with the head of the Melbourne City Bible Forum and he helped organise the, the whole thing. Uh, he got Krauss and Craig to come out and he um, introed the night and outroed it as well. And I caught up with him a few days later and we actually recorded a review, our opinions of the night. And uh, that's up oh, that's on YouTube, so.
0: Uh, tweet a link my way. I'd like to have a look at that.
3: For sure. He's a really nice bloke, actually. I quite like him. He's just wrong. And so, <laughs>
1: Hey, Donovan, a little earlier we were talking about what's really annoyed you about religion this week. Is there anything in particular you wanted to raise and have a whinge about?
3: This young fella that I can't even remember whether I went to him or someone else retweeted him or something, and he said that it was one of those, you know, without God, i'm nothing you know Atheist, you know if you're not living for god why are you living at all and that annoys me it's this teaching people that they are literally worthless without religion in question and it bugs me like he's a young fella thinking that without his god he's worthless he's useless and i said you know you you live for your family and your friends and workmates colleagues teammates that whole thing books and movies and going out and experiences and blah 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 and i just thought you know why not teach this, teach people to be happy and enjoy what's there. It, it annoys me that religion teaches people to think so little of themselves.
1: Yeah, Blessed Teen. Blessed teen. Teen. Who's a favourite account of mine. He put up something similar the other day saying, I'm nothing without God. And I just replied with, well, I'd love to write something hilarious here, but you're everything without God. Yeah,
3: I would have been honest and said, yeah, you're useless, but it's got nothing to do with God. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. And at the end, I just said, you've got no better reasons to question your religion than the fact that it tells you you're worthless without it. And it's the almost, ultimate
0: abusive relationship, I think, I was, Yeah. I was about to say, it's almost analogous
2: to a, an abusive relationship. It's like a man who beats his wife and convinces her that without him,
3: she'll be nothing. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's It's not a healthy relationship. It's-
1: so why don't the big Korean companies like Samsung or LG apply this same strategy to selling their products and saying you're absolutely worthless without this new side-by-side refrigerator. Hey,
4: everybody. This is Tanner Campbell from the No God Cast podcast, and I've got some pretty interesting news for you. For those of you who don't know, the Humanists of Florida Association is putting on a conference November 2nd and 3rd of this year in Orlando, Florida, called the Florida Free Thought Conference. Going to be a lot of really excellent people there. Seth Andrews from The Thinking Atheist, James Randi, Bria Crutchfield, Sarah Moorhead, Alex Jones... A lot of really rad speakers and more than just those people. A lot of people that you're going to know. Big names. But it's in Orlando, Florida. And maybe you don't live in Orlando, Florida. And maybe you don't live within a reasonable distance to get there without spending hundreds upon hundreds of dollars on airfare and hotel accommodations. Well, if that's the case, head over to livestream.floridahumanist.org and for $12, not only are you going to get access to the live stream of this conference, you're also going to get access to one-on-one interviews that will only happen over the live stream and will not be made available after the event is over. It's going to be pretty excellent. So head on over to livestream.floridahumanist.org, and for 12 bucks, you can be there too.
3: I read an article actually the other day, and I I don't think I tweeted it out because I couldn't verify it, so keep that in mind. But it was uh, some group is land-based wanting to change rules so you could still have sex with your wife up to six hours after she passed away.
1: So.
2: <laughs> yeah, I
3: don't think that was
2: ever verified, but I, I, I heard it somewhere. So I
3: don't know if I heard it or read it, but I remember thinking, imagine if that was true. For the it,
1: husband who has issues letting things go.
3: Every, you can't read every, anything now without thinking, you know, someone onion it or... Trying to be the answer Yeah, I think I think that was supposedly
2: in Egypt they passed a law that you're allowed to yeah, show your innocence for Andrea. up to six hours after she died.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, I couldn't find a. You know what? I remember this now, and I couldn't find another source apart from I think it was the Daily Mail in the in the UK. Not too sold on that one.
3: No, <laughs> I mean that's ridiculous. Four maybe, but not six. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! So we've gone from.
2: Philanthropy all the way through to necrophilia. Well done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> something for everyone. Just while we're on the topic of peer reviewing stuff and checking different sources, I had about four or five people tweet me the link for an article regarding a guy who claims to have found something from Roman times, which claims yeah, to say.
2: That's the uh, Atwill article, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, look, he's, I'm sure he's getting that out in the head because he coincidentally has a tour to England and uh, would love to sell some tickets. Um, People have. I've had quite a few people tweet me the link and say, "What are your thoughts on it?" Well, the first couple of things I thought to myself was one, I want to investigate who Atwill is and sort of get a feel for him. And apparently he's treated as a bit of a uh, tinfoil hat wearer in the scholarly society or in the scholarly circles. That's the first thing. And the second thing I thought, well, even if it is true, what difference is it going to make? It'll make no difference whatsoever. They already deny evolution. We're just a proven fact. So if they've got enough cognitive dissonance to deny that, if you could prove that Jesus never existed, it would make no no difference whatsoever to Christianity. They already block
3: out any, any sort of uh, counter evidence as it is. So, I mean, just it's just so really. Anyone, anyone not aware, the guy is claiming that he's found evidence that Jesus was manufactured by the Romans and there's, yeah. the, he's got documents that show that Jesus was... Complete.
2: I think what he's saying is plausible, but I mean, who cares? You need to see the evidence whether it's true or not. And like I said, if there is pretty good evidence supported, it won't make a difference. Mm. won't make an iota out difference a difference. To see, see I
1: cast an eye over the article and then completely disregarded the content of it because I thought, well, if this was true, then surely I'd be seeing this on the Sydney Morning Herald and the BBC News website and the New York Times. and
2: Not only that, you'd think that his peers, you know, uh, biblical scholars would also be on board saying, yeah, it's true, it's true, you know, like, he sort of seems out on a limb.
0: Hmm. To me, it completely smacks of uh, sort of conspiracy theory, but the, the really yeah. funny thing about it is it, it, it's it's basically, I mean, to, to atheists it's the Holy Grail, like evidence that Jesus doesn't, didn't exist, or it was, sorry, more or less a, a conspiracy by the the Romans, but I love the fact that all the atheists are just going no, we need more evidence What yes, you got? I
3: when I tweeted it out I said, oh, it's interesting, but we need to know more and have some more information here and even that, which would be ideal for us to be able to to present we're just saying, no, hang on a minute let's find out some more, because that's just how we are
0: Can you imagine a theist doing the same thing with something that confirms their beliefs? <laughs> absolutely no. not. <laughs> can we have some
1: more evidence, please, for Deuteronomy? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Look, at <them. laughs> Look at them with the
2: Shroud of Terene and I had another lunatic. I can only describe them as a lunatic and, and Twitter's full of them, as we know. Um, mm,
1: they come on my show.
2: This goes back quite a while. I tweeted out something about the irony of Catholics calling Scientologists crazy and then believing in transubstantiation which is the most batshit crazy yeah. idea in the world. Uh, yeah. and, and I actually had a Catholic constantly tweeting at me with all this evidence. He said, well, there was this one time in Rome in 19 19- Seventy fucking whatever the year was. And they <laughs> investigated the, the the bread, and they got a bit of the bread out, and it was flesh and blah blah. And I said, okay, sure. Can you link me to the DNA test results and all this? And how how the fuck? Sorry to say that I've been listening to too much cognitive dissonance, but how the fuck can anyone believe? Such nonsense. I really just don't... I can't get it. You guys all follow Adrian Briggs, don't you? There's a, he's yeah, he's yeah. a funny bloke. He sends out a, t- a tweet every now and then and just says, Catholics believe that they're eating the body of Christ. It's just crackers. Or <laughs> something like...
1: If when you fall off the perch, would you like somebody to symbolically devour some sort of component from your body?
2: Well, Megan Gale can devour some
0: part of his body. <laughs> it, all, it all depends on whether or not it contains sweetness,
3: Right. Yeah. And only for up to six hours. <laughs> <laughs> the rigor mortis might might help us out oh uh, dear you know um david, yeah, david yeah um i'm pretty sure with him he said that when he goes he wants to be put into the water near crab and have the crabs feed on him for a while and then have his friends to have a feast on those crabs very big circle of life thing and i don't know that i'm necessarily up for that but i like it it's, it's kind of poetic it's a very yeah. much, you know, return to the universe kind of thing. And I, I yeah, kinda like that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and
1: yeah. we eat today this body of crab which is body of David Suzuki.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mine's not
1: quite that elaborate. I'm going to be snapped frozen and bashed into the ground like a tent peg under a tree. <laughs> now, let's talk other podcasts. Uh, Donovan, you've been on Jake's Imaginary Friends show. Yeah,
3: I've done that a couple of times now. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I like going on there.
1: It's good fun. I learn so much from you know going on a show with a good host.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. I was trying to catch up with the Bible Reloaded on YouTube. I quite enjoy what they, they do on there. So I've watched probably 15 or 20 of their videos over the last few weeks.
1: Well, Donovan and Godless Spellchecker, is there anything you wanted to get in that you couldn't get in on the Ricky show?
3: Yeah, a couple of words, I think.
1: <laughs> well, if you listens to this, you might get a kickle out of that.
3: Just the yeah. bit where he said that he followed God the spell checker and then through him found me, which is complete bullshit, because he followed me.
0: <laughs> no, it's the complete silence from me at that point.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just <laughs> noticed you didn't correct him in a hurry. Yeah. yeah See, from that, I'm issue, like, it was
0: on 140 it characters still. I, just, I thought, why change the format? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear.
0: All right
1: so that's the semantics so how covered. How
3: did we do that and I'm still carrying that grudge. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't have a grudge. Yeah. Me, a grudge is nothing more than a place to pork your core.
3: You right.
2: Every day about that. Yeah. Yeah. The last time you three met, you had Ricky. Now you're stuck with me. Sorry.
1: Yeah. No, we've downgraded. <laughs> can you try funny. and be? A, can you try and be a little bit more funny, secular block? Maybe talk over everyone no. a little more.
3: Comedy's not my gig. Uh. But seriously, how hard was it to get a word in? I like, <laughs> wasn't talking. Adam was jumping in, and we're just sitting in the background, going, "Just some moment, someone asking something." <laughs> you know,
0: what's funny is, I'll absolutely love his pot, the podcast. I've like, listened to them all, and I, I was I was sat there at one point, and I, I genuinely forgot I was part of the conversation.
3: <laughs> I've done that too. When I, Last time I was on Jake's one, I think, Adam, you were on that as well? Uh, yeah. And, yeah, and I was just sitting back listening, and my girlfriend was in the room at the time, and she sort of looked at me, and sort of worked out, why aren't you talking? And I go, oh, yeah, I'm actually part of this. Like... <laughs> He can't. Yeah. you see that, and especially with Ricky because he was just he was like a juggernaut he was unstoppable and he obviously came on wanting you know to get some points across and he just went for it and I know a, a few times I went nah, nah. <laughs> and you know you just couldn't he'd just go again uh,
0: for as long as Ricky was speaking I just thought this is less of an opportunity for me to make a complete tit of myself <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the one time that you did manage to snipe a comment in uh, That paid dividends yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and uh, the other
2: one I'm liking On your podcast at the moment, Adam Is me? I don't like much because it's pretty No because <laughs> uh, the host is a bit, you know But, um Religious tea. I always look forward to his monthly wrap-up uh, to hear about the latest religion he's been been in for the month. Yes, yeah, that's so, yeah. a great idea. There's
0: no way I could do what he's doing. Is he another northerner? Can I claim him? Yes. How many sort of diverse accents do you have in Australia? From I mean, Is this sort of a scale from Danny Minogue, Donovan, like Jason Donovan, Harold Bishop? What's the hierarchy? <laughs>
2: it's, it's probably a scale from... Adam Reeks would be about as posh as you get, down to Alf from Home and Away. <laughs> And there's not a lot in between. It tends to be towards, um, you know, Adam, who's, you know, well, I went to private school and I speak very well. Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, mate, it's bloody hot on there. Look, the top of a cap. You sound like Alf from home and away as soon as you hang up, don't you? Oh,
1: I do. And I, I swear like a trooper.
2: <laughs> in all honesty, there's a slight difference in accents. As you go south, I think um, there's definitely a difference in Melbourneian
0: accents. England, I, c- I can go five mile and find an accent that's amusing to me. It it's, <laughs> yeah. It's- yeah. It's bizarre. That's such a small little island. I mean, I'm, I am think I'm Monk. You should hear... I mean, I work in Salford. That's like Liam Gallagher, essentially.
2: You mentioned Rick and he, Ricky's uh, podcast before. One of the funniest lines in all of his podcasts. I nearly crashed the car when I heard it the first time. Carl was talking about someone on the estate that uh, owned a monkey and, and kept, uh, <laughs> kept the monkey in the house. And Ricky came on and said, He kept the monkey in the house. He said... Oh, Carl, that's fucking cruel. He said, and in Manchester, he said, it's fucking cruel keeping a person in the house in Manchester. <laughs> 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 uh, and, uh, right, gentlemen, thank you very
1: much for coming on the Herd Mentality Podcast. We have at Secular Bloke, at Mr. Oz Atheist, and at G Spellchecker. Guys, thanks a lot.
2: Thanks for having much
0: I made a classic theist mistake and just assumed I knew what the time difference was <laughs> right. after the check-in. So I actually thought it'd be 6 p.m. It's, uh, it's half 10 now, so you can probably guess how good my maths is. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so, you
2: only out about four and a half hours. In
1: terms of spell checking, yeah. quite good. In terms of adding and dividing not yeah, so yeah, brilliant
0: the great comfort of adding and
3: dividing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: thanks for listening to the Hurt Mentality if you enjoyed the show please head to herdmentalitypodcast.com and click support a couple of dollars a month helps make all of the difference and 10% of the proceeds go to Kiva.org. What are you waiting for now?